Welcome to Outwit Out Play Out Pod, the podcast where fire takes represent your life. I am Isaac. I'm Kayla. And we're here for the preview episode of Survivor Season 46, which premieres Wednesday, February 28th. We are going to kick off, of course, as we always do with our fire takes, but this week's fire take has a prompt. Kayla, I want to hear the number one item on your wish list for this brand new season of Survivor. I'm always here to root for the villains, but not just any villain. I don't want a Bachelorette-style villain where it's really just a nice girl trying to get her time. Not just a regular Survivor contestant who's like really good at challenges in this little crotchety round camp. I want a honest-to-goodness villain. Burn the rice blow out the fire in the night and then be like, oh my God, who did that? Like, I want somebody to trip someone accidentally at one of the challenges and for Jeff to be like, did you just trip them? And then have a whole back and forth about whether or not they just tripped them and Jeff being really disappointed. Like, and having that villain just be so effective at the rest of the survivor game, like no social game whatsoever, but so effective at the challenges and survival aspects of it that they in fact can't vote them out. And we just get weeks and weeks of chaos and entertainment. Well, this bodes well for us being on the same page this season because my fire take is almost identical. I didn't say more villainy, which I think is a good wish. Mine is just more drama. I think we we need a little more spice this seasoning. We need a little paprika in the mix. We need people arguing, tussling out there on the beach. I don't even Not want tussling. the disputes. You know how the girls <laughs> love to tussle. <laughs> I don't. I don't want the disputes to even necessarily be game related. I just want someone saying you're a loudmouth, you're messy around camp. You know, we need tension and proof that hunger and the lack of resources on this island is driving people a little bit crazy because. Recently, the vibes have been too kumbaya, so we need to return to the OG, tension-filled, clash-filled style of Survivor. Kayla, this isn't in our outline for the episode, but just in general, how excited are you to be back talking about Survivor? I am wildly excited. Viewers, if you can't tell, Isaac and I have crispy mics, and so we sound so freaking good, and every season we give ourselves a little treat because both of your hosts are motivated by little treats, and we have interesting ads. We might actually tell somebody about the podcast this season, so you all, loyal listeners, have been here with no advertising. We might tell someone else about the pod this season. So I'm really happy to be here. Really happy to see my co-host. Really happy to see Jeff Probst in some more badass button downs. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm super excited. I hope the fans are too. And today, to give you a little sneak peek of what we're going to dive into as we preview the upcoming season of Survivor, Kayla is going to share a few more wishes on her season 46 wish list. I am going to introduce our new castaways. We're going to have a brand new segment called Title Talk. You know how we love a new segment. And to close us out, I will deliver a book report on Stranded, Jeff Prope's young adult novel. For context, reading it was reading it was my punishment for my bitter defeat by Kayla in <laughs> last season's Merge Madness. So you have that to look forward to, audience, as a little treat at the end of this ep. So, Kayla... I thought, if it's all right with you, with your permission, I could ground us in space and time in the Survivor universe and give us a few fast facts about this upcoming season. Does that sound good to you? Please do. Yes. Great. All right. So to orient us here, this is season 46 of Survivor. We are in the sixth season of the new era of Survivor. 
18 contestants will spend 26 days competing for the title of Soul Survivor. We are on the Mamanuka Islands in Fiji. First time I ever looked up this. I was like, by the way. <laughs> new information. <laughs> yep, there you go. This season will feature 13 episodes, premiering on February 28th and finaleing on May 22nd. Episodes one and two will be two hours each. I assume the finale will be as well. Outside of those, we're in for our second ever season of 90-minute Survivor episodes. Very, very exciting. And importantly, Jeff Probst is 62 years of age, still looking fine. No freaking way. Good for him. Aging like fine wine. Indeed, indeed. So that's where we are heading into this season. But for this season of OOO, we want to run a little social experiment of our own. So let me ground you in how this is going to work. Quick question for you, Kayla. How much research have you done in preparation for this season of Survivor? Please go ahead and insert the little cricket sounds here in post-production. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, More editing for work for me as usual. Okay, I'll look them up. But have no fear, listeners, there is balance in the universe because I have done plenty of research for the both of us because this season we want to see how studying up in advance versus meeting the players on premiere day affects your survivor watching experience. Welcome to Triple O Season 3, Preppers versus Slackers. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> um, I am the slacker, in case you haven't guessed, but I will take us into our first segment of the season called Wishing Upon a Survivor Star. Will I give the rest of my wishes and then turn it over to my esteemed co-host to give the rest of his wishes. Starting from the top, are some of mine not grounded in reality? Absolutely. But them's the breaks. Number one, I want a Charmin sponsored vacation shack. Like (laughs) OG toilet paper sponsor. I want on those little poles sticking out of the water, pick three people to join with you to the Charmin shack and we go, we have little, little food. We do a little bit of product placement. It's going to be great. I love an ad. Um, two, no advantages, only really elaborate hidden immunity idols. I loved that we got multiple parters and Isaac and I are both a little nervous because this season they didn't know whether or not they'd have 90 minute episodes. So we think that that might have had a chilling effect on the really elaborate advantages slash idols, but the advantages often confuse me. And I also just came off watching a season millennials versus gen X where there was minimal advantages and mainly idols. And it was so fun. Part B of that time box hidden immunity idols. I want an idol like more idols, but you can only use it at the next immunity challenge. So if you think that you're not a threat right now, you have to make a move. Like it's going to be gone and just sit there with the idol in your pocket is dumb. So honestly, this could be a whole season theme. Jeff Probes, are you listening to me? But you have to play it for a person. It just would up the whole pace of the game. Um, some things that I think might actually be feasible um, I want them to keep the auction. I know they're not, but producers, if you hear me for Survivor Season 47, please bring the auction back. Um, I am totally fine with having the, like, letters 
kind of go away. I always am like not that motivated oh, letters, by the family le- letters. Letters from home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Those can just get cut. Sorry. I just don't care that much. Um, and I hope we get a nice rainy, rainy season because when it's raining, you could just feel the tension. And there's clearly some weather patterns that I'm not familiar with because every other season we get a typhoon, but then you'll have like a completely dry season pretty much. And I hope this season is typhoon. Very nice. I I agree with all of those wishes. I especially like your idea for time-bound idols being a thing. I feel like they are sort of like, that's just on the table left there for them to pick up because exactly. if, they're, if they're frustrated with the rates at which advantages and idols are played, which has been pretty low relative to how many new ones are in the game, it's just another another line on these notes that says, hey, that you can only use this in the next one, two tribal councils, whatever it is. So I'm with you there. Okay, so Kayla, that is your wish list. But now I'm going to ask you to put on your earmuffs or take off your headphones as the case may be, because we are going to segue now into Isaac's Survivor Scoop. So as we mentioned earlier, folks, I did do a lot of research preparing for this season. And so I want to help you. This is not entertainment. This is education, right? And so in the show notes, I've actually linked to a PDF where I put together a little cast roster. So as I go through some of the new names, which can be a lot when you first start Survivor, you'll have a little resource to follow along with. Make sure you're not looking at it as you're driving in your car, doing anything dangerous. But I wanted to give you the tools to succeed this season because we are team preppers over here on Isaac Survivor Scoop. So I'm going to break it down for you. First, starting with meeting our cast. This year, we already know that we are going to have three tribes. Their names are Yanu, which is purple, Siga, which is green, and Nami, which is yellow. And as I mentioned, we have 18 castaways, so we have six-person tribes. I'm going to go through these folks. Again, feel free to follow along on the cast roster. I'll spend a little more time on the ones who I'm really feeling are like jumping off the page based on some of the preview pregame materials that we've gotten so far. But I'll try to go kind of quickly through this. So first, we have Q Burdett. He is a real estate mogul. He claims to be the number two most successful real estate agent in the U.S. I'm not sure by what metric or what that means. He has a lovely Southern accent. He is one of 17 kids. One of 17 kids. So this is the first member of Yanu. That's Q Burdett. Now we have David Jelinski. He's a guy with big goofy hair. He sells slot machines. He actually has a survivor slot machine in his bedroom. In his bedroom. And in his audition tape, he said, good people make bad decisions is one of his mantras. I will note that he did that while filming his audition video while driving a car. So draw your own conclusions there. Now we have Tiffany Nicole Irvin. She is an artist, renaissance woman, great personality. I definitely think she's going to be a fan favorite. Banu Gopal, he's a guy who's you know a charisma bomb, energetic communicator. He grew up in poverty in India, so he has a lot of survival skills already, he said. And he does, however, have a bit of a wonky knee, so there's some physical ailments that he's going to have to navigate too. Next, we have Jess Chong. She is a San Francisco software engineer. I know them well. I count them among some of my better friends in this world. So I'm rooting for Jess Chong this season. Of course, then we have Kenzie Petty as the last member of Yanu. She self-describes as pretty. That isn't me casting aspersions. I just want you to know that she like says that in the first few sentences describing herself. And she said she always knew in life she was either going to do hair or marry an old rich guy. She now owns her own hair salon. So that's Yanu in purple. Again, Yanu purple. 
Next, we have Sega Green, and I'll keep moving through these folks. So Tim Spicer, he is a college coach, meaning he mentors young, uh, young people on how to get into college. And he is a dedicated family man, really big dad energy. Uh, he is a swimmer. And so in college or high school, whenever he swam, he, he was referred to as Tim Swims or Speedo Spice. Very cool personality. Then we got Jem Hussein Adams. She is a risk taker and move maker. She applied actually with her husband. They were both in the same frame of the audition video. But then the uh, survivor casting director, I guess, called her up and said, we just want you, not your husband. I thought that was hilarious. Now, of course, we have the obligatory young, bright star genius, Charlie Davis, Harvard Law student, loves Taylor Swift. Then we have Ben Katzman. Overalls are spotted on this man. He is a goofy free spirit, I think we can conclude, from Miami, Florida. Then Maria Schreim. She is a parent coach, a girl's girl, and she is built for hard things. She is a marathon runner. She delivered all of her children outside of the hospital unmedicated for what, whatever that's worth. Uh, but she seems like one tough cookie, to say the least. And then rounding out Siga, Mariah Gaynor. Her hobbies, I think, say a lot about her personality and vibe. They are beer brewing, surfing, and Dungeons and Dragons. So again, that's the Sega tribe. Last tribe is Nami. And there's six members here. So Liz Wilcox wears a little headband. Goofy free spirit alert. I think we can safely conclude. Hunter McKnight, who I'm going to call McDreamy because he looks a lot like the Grey's Anatomy character if you've ever watched that show. He is a science teacher and just seems like a little bundle of joy. Soda Thompson, also a teacher, Friendly, bubbly, silly vibes. Good Samaritan. Seems like a good person with a pure heart. Randon Montalvo. He is an aerospace tech. Pretty cool. He's also a marathon runner and describes himself as absolutely relentless. Taryn Davis. He is an actor and I'd say another charisma bomb. He is jumping off the page as me. I think that he is going to get a lot of airtime, a lot of confessionals in this upcoming season of Survivor. And finally, rounding out the yellow Nami tribe, Venus Vafa. She is sassy. She cleans her house for fun. She is interested in immigration law, but her strategy going into Survivor is described as letting everyone else fight for the wheel while she rides shotguns and gives the leaders directions. So I know that's a lot. That is a quick rundown of what we can expect this season on the Preppers team. So I do want to identify a few early coverage themes before we move into the rest of the episode because there's a lot of content. I really recommend Dalton entertainment weekly you get a lot of cool sneak peeks into what's coming up this season so first and foremost this is what i am most excited about and if kayla was listening to this i think she'd be very excited too jeff said that something primal was unlocked within him when he stabbed that bag of rice just with all the savagery he could imagine and he has said i'm ready to saddle back up get on the horse and sling a few arrows in reference to his vibe at tribal council we have been bemoaning tribal council as a little boring and dry for a while now. Jeff is ready to get back in the arena and put on his boxing gloves. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, in terms of the cast predictions, which the cast makes predictions is sort of a fun little thing before the game gets going. They predicted that the drama is going to be here. No kumbaya. There is going to be tension and arguments. So that kind of informed my wish at the top of this episode. And I'm really excited about that too. This is just a little funny one. Q, the real estate agent I mentioned, he has a little prediction that the three of the women who we're not sure who they are, who are in this season, are going to be in a secret flower alliance. He has concluded this because 
when the cast gets together before the show, they're actually not allowed to talk to each other, but people like make eye contact and smile at one another and things like that. He said on the first day that he met folks, again, can't talk to them, two women had flowers in their hair. And he went home and he said, if tomorrow there is another woman with flower in her hair, that is a secret alliance. And sure enough, next day, woman came in, flower in her hair, secret flower alliance. So I'm just flagging that as Q's potential prediction about some of the social dynamics this episode. Finally, next week in the premiere, challenge looks epic. There are giant geckos that our survivors are going to be carrying on their back as just one part of what looks to be an epic puzzle-making, mud-crawling, obstacle-course-type situation. So I think we are going to be getting off to a really good start on that front. So that is all we have on Team Preppers. Again, we're going to link in the show notes to a lot more you can learn about and read. My whole philosophy with this is that Survivor is just a little more fun if you understand some of the personalities at play from day one. So that's the thesis behind this. And with that, we'll move on to the rest of this preview episode. All right. Welcome back to the pod, Kayla. Sorry to kick you out so rudely for a moment there, but we are back together again. Before I deliver my book report as the finale to this short episode, I want to introduce a brand new segment on the show, Title Talk. So as of this podcast, we actually know the titles of the first three episodes of Survivor. I'm going to give them to you one by one. And Kayla, I want your spur of the moment predictions about what they mean for our opening episodes. You can give me a prediction. You can give me a vibe check, any insight that you're getting, any energy you're getting from these titles. So the premiere is titled... This is where the legends are made. Kayla, your thoughts. This, I think, is just a general thought about Survivor. I could see this coming from one of our nerd characters. Think Matt. Think Carson. Think Brando. Somebody out here wearing glasses on the beach could deliver this. They're just happy to be here and excited for the season ahead. Alternatively, this could be someone who thinks they're going to make a move in the first tribal, which is insane. (laughs) I hope it's not that one. So either big nerd energy or someone getting ahead of their skis very quickly in episode one. Absolutely. All right. Episode two, Kayla, is going to be named Scorpio Energy. Your thoughts? I just want to share with the listeners that I've been personally victimized by having like a plethora of Scorpios in my life if you are a person who also has i will say more than five scorpios who are main characters in your life please leave a review like tell me if you're okay are you okay um the scorpio this season i think could be the villain that we're talking about they're always here to cause chaos they feel their feelings quite strongly um and we'll stop at nothing to take somebody down. Also, I hope we get a horoscope girly. Not like a crystals girly, a horoscope girly. Really accessible to the masses. Like, I want someone reading everyone's star signs on Survivor, and I want them to turn that into TikTok content. Producers, do you hear me? <laughs> Wait, I, I want to talk about this horoscope to crystals spectrum that you're introducing. So this is like the horoscope is of the people, and the crystals is like mm, a bridge too far. A bridge too far, not of the people, not accessible. I have to go purchase something at a store and like you have to charge the crystals. Don't ask me what that means, but they do not come charged. 
and you need to like <laughs> feel the energies. And that's just a bit much. Scorpios, not Scorpio, horoscope girlies. These were the people who also read Tiger Beat magazine. Do you know what that is, Isaac? Okay. Ask any of your sisters if they read Tiger Beat magazine and then get back to us on the next podcast. But the horoscope girlies were the Tiger Beat magazine girlies and all of us are now the eight girls. Love it. I'll take your word for it. Okay, and then the third episode, so the last title we have so far, Wackadoodles Win. Kayla, what, what's that giving you? This is about a golden doodle who gets loose on the beach and becomes the camp mascot. Oh my god, it's Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> what a great film. <laughs> Deep cut. A dog will win Survivor for the first time ever. Okay, love it. Those are our three titles, folks. That's title talk. Um, and now, of course, we are at my punishment, the scene of the crime. So um, as listeners know, last season, I lost a competition in Merge Madness to Kayla. She actually wiped the floor with me, honestly, in predicting who the sole survivor would be and more specifically who the or- what the order would be of, who- of getting voted out. So, Isaac, uh, I have a question before you jump yeah, in. please. Okay. As a child... You were grounded, I'm assuming. Was that a phenomenon that happened to you? I was grounded? You, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Sorry, I was thinking like- I was like, <laughs> Isaac, don't look at me crazy. <laughs> I literally, I don't know, this says something about my answer, but like grounded, I thought you meant like when you take off your shoes and you stand in a field. Um, because, I, and I Sir? think the reason, <laughs> the reason that came to mind first is because I don't think I ever was grounded. I mean, if anyone- if your parents were unhappy with you what did they call it like what was the consequence if my parents were unhappy with me they would probably be like you know what isaac you're hard enough on yourself no punishment but don't do it again (laughs) it's true i am pretty hard on myself but honestly i can't relate so whatever you're about to say i would just complete the transition because i'm not really going to give you what you need (laughs) (laughs) i'm gagged Okay, listeners, where we were going to go with this is that in Black households, it's called being on punishment (laughs) when you do something bad. And so I was looking for whatever your equivalent was. But apparently, Isaac was holier than thou (laughs) and did not do anything worth being on punishment. Carry on. You know me, just a little agent, a little little angel. My feet floated above the ground. Um, Okay, so my punishment... (laughs) (laughs) was reading this book by Jeff Probst. And I kind of tried to psych myself up for it by thinking, maybe I'll get some like insight into the inner workings of our favorite survivor host. (laughs) But to be honest, I I pretty quickly had to admit defeat. The book is fine. It's very straightforward. It's no Lord of the Flies, although it tries to borrow some of the key plot elements of that very, uh, very good book. Um, but there are plenty of interesting survivor connections, little winks at the audience, because let's be real. I don't think anyone is reading this book unless you already came to it as a fan of the show survivor. So Kayla, I did want to lob some of these quotes your way. Okay. And I'll give you some of my analysis. Um, so a little background of the plot here, a blend, the children in a blended family come together for a little boat trip. As you would imagine, a huge storm blows in. The adults are swept out to sea. The children are left to survive. (laughs) The boat crashes into an island. That is the that's the entire plot. So, um, I have a few observations here from one of the the main characters, one of the kids who is in this in this little story. The whole thing was starting to seem like the world's stupidest problem. 
who got shipwrecked anymore. If they were getting off the boat, this might be his only chance to save a few things, and they were going to need all they could get. And here I just want to pause because <laughs> Jeff was like, what do I say at the beginning of a season of Survivor? And he just wrote it into, <laughs> wrote it into the dialogue. Uh, so that was a fun little treat. Um, another quote here. Quote, Vanessa didn't think her brother was fat. Not exactly. But you could definitely tell he spent a lot of time in front of the TV. Yo, Jeff, I know we're not fat shaming, folks. I know. And I I raise it because Jeff does have this big, like, the couch potato is something that I think is really central to his ideology. And it's like, he's curing America of this problem by giving them adventures. Right. And he's like, no one believes when they're sitting on the couch that they can do. Oh, my God. God forbid you be commentating from the couch. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We're very comfortable on the couch and we live very fulfilling and complete lives. Jeff, we'll have you know. Uh, All right. Uh, We had a little moment where, of course, the castaways have to build a fire. And they say the fire was going to have to be tall, he knew, with room at the bottom for air to circulate. And there's a whole paragraph that follows about the principles of fire building that you could have ripped from, you know, that final little battle before they go to final travel. (laughs) So, yeah, honestly, I wish I had more to say, but they're just like these little winks at Survivor. And that's the only those are the only things that got my attention. The book, I think, is 80 pages. It was a quick read, more of a pamphlet. Um, Is that a book? Yeah. (laughs) Not a The thing is, it's a series of like five books. It should have been one book. <laughs> you just broke it into five. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure where we can. It's no magic treehouse. We'll say that one. Exactly. Indeed. Uh, I did find it interesting at the acknowledgments at the end when he gives his little thank yous. He thanks a bunch of former Survivor contestants for cluing him in on what it's like to be a castaway on an island, which is really funny, including Sari, including Boston Rob and Boston Rob's wife and former Survivor winner, Amber. Um, and he also talked to the therapist that Survivor employs, which I feel like that's something we've talked again, but her name is Dr. Liza Siegel. And apparently she is the person who often like talks the survivors through their various mental challenges associated with, you know, becoming famous, surviving on a desert island, anticipating footage of themselves being on is TV. Is she available MLC. on the island? I would spend my whole time on Survivor just wherever Dr. Liza was. <laughs> like, this is how I'm feeling today. Yeah, totally. And I think also the producers sort of specialize in that role, too. The reason that they're able to provoke such emotion, according to a bunch of former Survivor cast members, is because they build like true, sincere emotional connections, and they draw them out of their little shells. And that's how we get all these interesting insights into the psychology of Survivor players. Do you think their NDAs will ever be up? Like, how many years until we get the producer behind the scenes fifth are you um you're not i'm not even gonna <laughs> bring this in we haven't seen it we can talk offline about this 50 part tiktok that i'm sure um you did not watch but when do we get the behind the scenes i know i would love to get that i i wouldn't mind if survivor put out instagram content so right now if you go on survivor's instagram they have a bunch of little stories and stuff with the castaways introducing themselves i wouldn't mind if we got a little behind the scenes looky-loo once in a while about the producers talking about their experience. Um, And speaking of their experience, a little tidbit I'll throw in here at the end. Jeff said that after last season, everyone was absolutely running on fumes in terms of the producers and the crew and all of that. They like did a lot. They knew it was going to be 90 minute episodes going in. There were a lot of advantages. There was, um, you know, the whatchamacallit, the survivor auction. 
he, it was really packed to the gills. And so he had to like kind of make this pivot because there's only a couple of weeks in between them recording seasons and kind of amp people up. And so I'm just, we'll see. I hope that any sort of weariness from the behind the scenes folk doesn't come through this season, but Jeff said it. I'm worried now it. about their working conditions. Do they have a union? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it really is Lord of the Flies. I mean, they have this little society. It seems like it's probably beyond the reach of like most governments. They live together, work together. There's uh, nothing else to do but work on the show. So Jeff, I'm really stressed. Don't give them pep talks. Up their checks immediately. Immediately fatten the checks. Come on. Oh, Isaac, you have me stressed now. Well, plus one on that. <laughs> Okay, folks. Well, that is all we have for this little preview episode. We are so excited for the new season of Survivor. Can't wait. Uh, but if you want to share your fire takes with us, shoot us an email as always at witoutplayoutpod at gmail.com. We'd love to read those on the podcast. And if you're enjoying our show, spread the word. Tell a friend about us and rate us on your f- favorite podcasting app. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week to talk about the first episode, the premiere of Survivor Season 46. But until then... The tribe has not spoken yet, but we have. <laughs>